So we decided this year in the school to take on a little project and reclaim some prime real estate for a different purpose. So for a long time, right there by the Boyd Gymnasium, we have a great big trophy case. We decided that that is some prime real estate, and so we decided to remove all but I think about five of those trophies and make it kind of like our store area for our spirit wear. So like a lot of things you can buy, you know, just like all kinds of awesome Sacred Heart swag, like all this stuff, you know, that features the dolphins, the SHCS. I'm gonna be honest with you, some of my favorite hooded sweatshirts have come from our, you know, stuff. And now that is gonna be right there in the trophy case. Now why in the world am I telling you about this on the solemnity of the Assumption of Mary? I'll tell you why. So, those trophies, right? There they are, impressive, awesome. You know, we have many of them, especially from a bygone era. I had to apologize last night because Darren Dolkowski was here. He was the coach for many of those trophies. But, the thing about a trophy is, you know, it's something from the past. Yes, impressive, but a little bit harder to approach. When you think about this solemnity, one of the main things that the church is telling us is that Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant is an impressive thing, right? It's that awesome container of acacia wood that's completely surrounded in gold with the cherubim on the top that the Israelites carried through the desert that was impressive, the sign of God's presence amongst them. You know, they carried into battle. They carried into the Jordan, which stops the water flowing, right? And what was inside the Ark of the Covenant was three things. The stone tablets that had the writing of the law upon them. You had Aaron's uh, high priestly staff and a jar that contained the manna, the bread from heaven, right? So it was this impressive thing, but it could fall into the wrong hands, right? Like the Philistines eventually stole it. As we found out in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, so could the Nazis, right? Like all sorts of things could happen to the ark and it get taken away. And yes, it's a sign of God's presence, but we want something that's more than just a box, right? Something that's more than just a sign of God's presence. And what we get in the new Ark of the Covenant is something like that, but better than our own imagining can come up with. It's a gift from God. And you see the way this is pointed out, especially in the book of Revelation. Notice this. It starts off, God's temple in heaven was opened, and the Ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet. It goes from the ark to immediately talking about the woman, Mary, the new ark. Think about what she contained within her, the incarnate word, the word of God no longer just written on stone tablets, but become flesh that she carried in her very self. He who is the ultimate high priest, Instead of merely the priestly staff of Aaron, we have the high priest himself. And of course, instead of a jar of manna, you know, which prefigured what? The ultimate bread from heaven, Jesus Christ, the Eucharist. And our Blessed Mother carried him within herself. And you see actually in our gospel too, this other way that Luke is telling us, she's the new ark, she's the new ark. David went to the hill country with the ark and leapt with joy in front of the ark. 
And now, instead of it being David leaping outside the womb, we have John the Baptist leaping from within the womb of St. Elizabeth. And here's the beautiful thing. The new ark is no longer something that has to be put on poles and carried and kept in a tent. But now, she is in all of her heavenly glory, loving us too for all eternity. Rather than being impressed by the ark, we have the other new fulfillment that she is, the queen mother in heaven who's with her son at his right hand forever, like loving him and loving us all at the same time, showing us how to be his perfect disciple. And a queen mother was such an important person in the Old Testament, because when you think about it, you hear about David, you hear about Solomon, they had many, many wives, right? So who's the top wife? Hard to decide. How many mothers do they have? One. And now, instead of having Bathsheba, who at best is a rather colorful character, we have the sinless virgin queen mother of God. And the great news for us is it's not as though she's only concerned for the one son Solomon, right? When we look at her over there on the 12th station of the cross, standing there, loving our Lord in the midst of that tidal wave of sorrows, and yet withstanding it all, She receives us from him. Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. And that queen mother is now given to us. And rather than having just the ark that we look to or somebody else's mom that we can maybe, you know, send off a note to, we know somebody on the inside, somebody who loves us very, very much, who continues to give us good advice throughout Scripture, magnifying from her soul the greatness of God, telling us at the wedding feast at Cana, do whatever he tells you. And throughout the ages, with all sorts of appearances, right up to Fatima, where she's telling us about praying for the conversion of poor sinners, praying for world peace, staying close to our Lord. And the thing that's so amazing to me, too, is that you move beyond just an ark that's off at the distance to the humble power of our Blessed Mother that's right there with us all the time. We can hold a rosary in our pocket. We can go to her for help all of the time. And yet, because of the way that she withstood the sorrows, she now encompasses all of the glory in heaven, alive and in love with us. And that's why today is such a day of good news, right? We've moved beyond just mere trophies from the past. Now we have, and I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit, The wonderful comfort that's even better than a hooded sweatshirt. Although I will say, I'm looking forward to hooded sweatshirt weather when you can wear it and go outside and pray a rosary. Because man, that front pocket, perfect place for a rosary, especially when it's cold outside. Just a little commercial for hooded sweatshirts. But when you think about that, Mary moving through all of this with us, but even closer to us than the ark was to the people of God moving through the desert. This is the beautiful news for us. The new queen mother, our wonderful contact on the inside. We know someone at the top and someone who loves us so much. Someone who wants us to be where she is now in heavenly loving embrace with her son for all eternity and keeping us close to that right here and now as once again at this mass, we get to receive something so much better than manna, but the bread from heaven Jesus Christ himself. That's why we take time out of just the regular work week. Here we are, noon on a Tuesday, right? To recognize the fact that we're not just aimlessly moving through things, that we're not left all by ourselves, that we don't have mere impressive trophies 
But we have the new Ark of the Covenant, the new Queen Mother who loves us and is alive forever in heaven, caring about you and caring about me. Let's cling to her as her children as she helps us to go to the most important place of all, to her son. And to remember that fact that he does not abandon us, he's not merely in the past, but he's with us today and every day as we strive to be with him for all eternity in heaven. Praise be Jesus Christ.